1: The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to Newcastle Natter, the first Newcastle Natter of the 2017-18 season. They just keep on going these seasons. When will it end? Uh, My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson.
0: Hello, boys. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Not good. Bad.
1: How has your interim been?
0: Yeah, not bad. I, last weekend I was at a, a family holiday up in the Mull of Kintyre of Scotland, which is absolutely stunning. And I'm, I'm, sounds it like a Scottish lie. Scottish wedding. No, so- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still hungover. So it's yeah, oh, good.
2: good for you. Scottish yeah. weddings will do that, I think.
0: Oh my god! So it's like full on shakes. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> Really? Can get Full on shakes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's good to hear that you're
2: interiming. So
0: Did anything happen uh, interesting for you, Fergus?
1: Um so since the end of the season I've had a child. Um, which is exciting. Congratulations. But more what feels more important at this very moment in time is that um today I've had four pints. <laughs> that, this podcast was supposed to be recorded an hour ago but we got where we had a
2: respectable two pint.
1: we it was going to be it was all set to be a two-pint pod the classic but it's now a four-pint pod dangerous and when you've when you, when you've got a two-month-old baby lack of sleep a four-pint pod dangerous it's dangerous <laughs>
0: I mean so, it's not often we stumble across the name of the podcast in the first two minutes, but a four pint pod.
1: It's a four pine pod.
0: And I mean
1: and when you and when you add to that that I'm someone who when you consider that I am the host of a football podcast doesn't pay as much attention to football as I should do. And when you consider that I've had a child This summer, and have not paid much (laughs) attention to what the fuck is going on in the world of Newcastle United. I, it's fair to say, I will be deferring very much so, particularly to you, Dave Watson. Yeah, um, that's
0: all right. Like, I'm here for the football. You're here for the 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 whimsy, and Paul's here for the um, well, the pussy, the the pussy, all the the pussy that comes with
1: with being (laughs) on the Newcastle (laughs) NATO Which, let's face it, is bountiful yeah <laughs> let's get on to football. It's really important that we do because <laughs> <laughs> things could go very awry, Dave,
0: yes, boss. What
1: is your overwhelming uh feeling about how uh the off season has gone for newcastle united?
0: um It's like underwhelming, but yeah. I think that's because. We don't know enough about our new signings to really have an opinion because there's nobody that we've signed where you know we've seen them play in the Premier League and we're blown away by them or they're they've got goal stats in because if you sign a striker who's got like two you know you know a one in two ratio in the French league you kind of know what he's going to be but we don't we you know we signed know, this, what was um,
1: Riviere's ratio when we signed him.
0: It wasn't it was one that one bad? In was three? That
2: uh, you know, was
0: one and three, one and something like that.
2: I think the only sign so we've made with Premier League experience is the new right back Mankio. and he—I think he's blown a lot of Premier League viewers away for the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're utterly shit. Well, to be fair, a lot of people said that he was shit, but then he's. He's been playing, like, the only game, team he played for in the Premier League, I'm pretty sure, is Sunderland. Hmm. And Sunderland were awful. And then people started saying, well, he couldn't even get in their team. Whereas, in fact, he was on one of those loan deals where they had an obligation to buy once he played a certain amount of games. Uh, so, and, and to be fair, in pre-season games, because I've been watching the pre-season games where I could, um, he's looked all right.
2: You know, yeah. he's, he's, he's... The Wolfsburg good, game, good he looked pretty decent, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it could be that he's dog pop. Don't know. Fa-
2: he's not uh, high risk, though. He's cover, really, no. isn't he? I think the main yeah, thing is, if I'm you a- look at the priorities we had at the end of last season for what we need to sign, we've not really done it.
0: No, I agree. We were hoping for cover it for Shelby, and... While this Michel Marino we brought in from um, Dortmund, he looks—he looks the business. He really does. He's not—he's not an attacking player. He's not like—he's not a, a replacement for John Joe Shelby. He looks like he's another one who can do the same kind of job as like Hayden.
2: Yeah, I think but our midfield more... is always going to be Shelby and another.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll... and we haven't replaced Paul Dummer at left back and that's a concern because while he was 7 out of 10 in the championship he's not really he's not Premier League quality and we still mm. haven't signed a striker that we all wanted an extra striker and we haven't signed a number 10 well before um, we get too far into sorry. specifics
1: yep. here's a, a quote from Rafa uh, which I read today which I found quite worrying he said when I decided to stay I was expecting another thing now we are where we are. It feels like he's going through what every Newcastle United manager goes through. It's like going...
2: It's Keegan it's like, Mark too, isn't it? This isn't what was in the brochure. The new, he's the new wife
1: of an abusive husband <laughs> and he's not yeah. listened to the previous partners. Well, Leon, is, he going, is he going through the same experience or is everything going to be fine?
0: I think it's somewhere in between. I think that um, with Keegan, um, Ashley, and they were just outright lying to him, saying that they were going to go and sign a player when they had no intention of doing that, and also signing players that he didn't want. Whereas with Benitez, I think that the because of the transfer market and because of our finances, we're not able to spend. I mean, Jesus, we were talking about guilty Sigurdsson. If Swansea went down, oh, we'll just got get guilty Sigurdsson. He looks like. He could, you know, be a great player. He's gone for fifty million quid. Like
2: with the best will in the world,
0: we can't. We like we missed out on Premier League money last season, so we like everybody else is hundred million quid ahead of us. If so, only
2: we had a billionaire owner who could pump <laughs> some money into the club.
1: Um, who apparently was offering fifty million to people pissed in pubs. Do, do, we, do we? follow the, the Mike Ashley court case?
2: Oh the uh, what I didn't see all of it I saw the vomiting into an open fireplace yeah. and offering bonuses that then yeah you never that whole the that whole under- court
1: case that whole court case was based on a bonus that he'd offered mm. pissed in a pub but that everything around the court case suggested that nothing that Mike Ashley says will ever go be liable in a yeah. court because he's very cleverly decided to do all his business
2: pissed in pubs. It's the old double indemnity
1: defense. It's a very smart move. If you do all your piss business pissed, then uh, yeah. you can get away with anything. And that is my new motto for this season. I will do all pods pissed, and therefore nothing I say counts.
2: It's a good policy. I think that's
0: that's a good... I'm, I'm fully behind that.
2: But I think but the main thing, Benitez seems to be, if he didn't know before, he now knows that he can't really trust what he's told by Mike Ashley about money being available. It's clearly not there to spend. But there is a genuine issue if we have so much dead wood at the club that we need to get rid of. Because we're about yeah. 30... We've got about 32-player squad where about 10 of them aren't going to get a game and they're some of the highest earners. Well,
0: we'll start. To go,
2: to, go on, go on, Dave.
0: I was just going to very quickly say that you've got to look at at our business in in the context of the rest of the league. I mean, our our first game against Spurs. Spurs haven't found a single player. Um, there's other other teams like I think Palace have only signed a couple of players. Burnley aren't signing many. Like because the because the the clubs at the top end of the market and clubs who've maybe come to a windfall like Everton have spending so much money. That it's completely skewed the marketplace. Mm. So we're, while we're still spending a reasonable amount, I mean thirty-one million, and we brought in five players, that's a pretty good business when you consider where we were and what we needed and stuff like that. I, I, I think that I think there, there's still business to be done. I don't think we, we're finished, and I think it'll be it'll be a case of uh, I don't know, like another team has to sell one of their strikers because they want to buy this other striker that's suddenly become available. So, But we'll also need to be kick, get, getting rid of Grant Hanley and hoping to get rid of Sivey and Riviere and that lot. There's always I a bit of a scramble
2: comes, at the end of the window as well. Yeah. Sort of people realise the business they need to do. I think the other sort of thing to bear in mind is we... Like if you look at Brighton, who've just come up, there's a lot of stories about how we've not broken our transfer record and that's we need to be signing £20 million players. Brighton have just broken their record on a £6 million player. And there's yeah. not many people... I don't think Brighton are necessarily touted to immediately go back down. I think a lot of people think they might well stay up. I don't think we're in as much yeah. danger as it's made out. But we, no. we've got a more balanced squad than we've had before, but we've not really got any top-class players, with the exception of Shelby, I would say.
1: Okay. If- listen, 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 guys. guys <laughs> yes. There's something that... I'm us, Fergus. There's something I do need to say before we uh, get on to the specifics, because um, despite me being the one that's clearly the most pissed, I'm also the one with the responsibility of
2: anchoring this fucker and um <laughs> and number one in phrases you don't want to hear on a boat <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i do have to say that this season um we've teamed up with Labrooks. <laughs> <laughs> well we live in the Labrooks life really right now aren't we i mean this is the Labrooks life and um, we're going to be bringing you lots of specials, apparently. Our first is uh, a bet five pounds. Bet five pounds, get 20 pounds. This means if you deposit five pounds, Labbrooks will add another 20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.newcastlepodcast.com. And uh, we'll be twinti- tweeting, at twinting. We'll be twinting, we'll be shinting. We'll Everyone's be, doing it these days. But twinting. We'll, also, we'll also be tweeting out that link. You yeah, know, it's a deal. It's a deal. Nice. Yeah, Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it's was fine. You know.
0: And if you want a a a, um, a suggestion for a bet to put on it, Ooh. Alexander Mitrovic is four to one to be Newcastle's top goal scorer. This
1: season is that with Ladbrokes
2: or another <laughs> another
0: uh, it's like four to five to one with with Ladbrokes, I'm pretty
2: sure uh, I'd suggest a different one as well based on I'm not sure we will sign another striker Dwight Gale for Premier League top scorer bear in mind each way you get up to fourth place usually in a quarter of the odds is a hundred to one which may not be the worst idea in the world I think that's a terrific bet
0: that's not bad as well. I yeah. think
2: Dwight Gale,
1: if he, let's talk about Dwight Gale for a second. If he stays fit, yeah. which is a massive if.
0: Yeah. Because he's to, not fit at the minute.
1: I said to Paul in the pub beforehand that I would say he's a guaranteed 15 goals.
0: How many points in?
1: This is two in. I think it,
0: if he stays fit, if, if, if he Dwight plays Gale every game, plays I
1: think 35 Premier League games this season. I believe he will score 15 goals, at least.
0: And Mm, yeah, actually, yeah. If if he plays that many, then yeah, yeah, I would. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. And
1: apparently, we're we're told that it looks like he'll be fit for the Spurs game, the opener. So, so yeah. So, but but his uh, flakiness when it comes to uh, fitness does suggest that we really do need to sign another striker. But if we don't sign another striker, someone who's rearing his handsome head again is CM De
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Really more of a number 10 than a striker. Not really. Is number not a number 10 not a striker anymore? Oh, it's more in the gap. Was Beardsley it a, striker? a striker? Yeah,
1: he was a striker. Oh, it's know. a different kind of striker, no. isn't it? I classify <laughs> it. Michael Owen I, was a I number think... 10
0: was he? No, Michael Owen wore number 10. Michael Owen was a poacher. He's always been a poacher. I think... He wore, was,
1: if he wore number 10, Dave, then, I mean, that's close. <laughs> well, no,
0: so I did Henri. I see what you Hang saying. on. Was, was it William Gallas?
1: No, oh, Henri was number 14.
0: Number 14, yeah. William Gallas wore number 10.
1: Well, there you go that's what yeah, I'm saying Prove um, <laughs> <Where's> my point <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but I Le-
1: mean CM
2: De Semdi, is back he's back out of necessity I think I think Benitez would happily sell him because he's on about 40 grand a week but we're told he's doing quite well in pre-season he always does well in pre like, nobody would love to see him do better than me because I do think there's a good footballer in there but he needs to stay fit who
1: yeah CMD Young is in the same category as Rolando Arons. Yes, who exactly. Al- always does well in pre-season, and then and has a, okay into,
0: a well. good
2: long holiday.
0: He's looked okay. He's as um, well. That's my point. Yeah. Well, he he because now we've got uh, what four four uh, wingers um, that have they're they're all, they're all slightly different. Um, and they all add something different. So like Richie and Murphy on the right wing. Like Murphy's uh, got a bit of trickery and stuff like that, but he he he's a bit more like Andros Townsend. Yeah, he looks quite apparently.
2: exciting, Murphy. From the yeah. little I've seen of him, admittedly.
0: And Matt Richie, I mean, we, we know Matt Richie very well, and I think he'll still be first choice. Um I think Raffer will still want to rotate a bit. And then on the on the left, you've got Atsu and Aarons, Aaron's is just you know raw pace, um, you know head down. Let's you know get our players and Atu, I think Atu, He's certainly in the preseason, season. He's um, he's he's been working a lot harder down that flank and decent like decent final ball as well. So for a player who really couldn't get in the side in the championship, it looks like um, he's Rafa's first choice at left wing. Yeah, well,
1: I like. I like that too. I always have. But um, once again, I, I'm going to take responsibility for anchoring this fucker. I'll tell you what we're going to okay. do right now is we're going to have a little chat about each of the new signings. Yeah. Then, okay. then we're going to have a quick break. And then we're going to talk about our prospective uh, lineups, first choice lineup for the season. Yeah. And uh, maybe something else. So, okay. um, let's go through the new signings. Jacob Murphy, you just mentioned him. We got him from Norwich. <clears throat>
2: Paul, did we, did we buy the right brother? It's hard to know. It's the it's, it's the old De Jong case all over again. CM versus Luke. Of course, it means that we will be <laughs> getting his brother at another point on loan. Well, there was weird talk about that straight away. But he does look good. He was scouted in the under-21s competition. I think we've been looking at him for a while. Norwich fans seem to think he's decent, but he's not the finished article by any point. So I think it's it's good that we seem to have a, a rotation of four wingers because I think we wouldn't want to rely on him being a starter every week in the way we do with Richie, but he's clearly happy taking on a player and we've got good cover.
1: He's been quite impressive in
2: yeah. this season from what I've seen. Yeah, we've not ruined him yet, so that's
1: reassuring. And... Uh, Another player who's also been mentioned already is Marino. I'm mm. already quite excited about him, as it are a lot of people, on the basis of one <laughs> <Yeah>. pass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just to temper that one pass, he has made seven senior top flight starts in his career, so we let's not get too carried away. Sure, but... That was a lovely pass. It was ball. an amazing pass. If you've not yeah, seen I it, it I tweeted
1: it um, out from the Newcastle Natter account. It was... Was it in the Wolfsburg game? It was a couple of yeah. pre-season games ago. And yes, it was with the outside of his boot.
2: And I mean, that Straight pass. after a tackle to win the ball as well. There you go.
0: You've got to be fair to him as well. I mean, he hasn't started many games. But he's only 21.
2: And he has been so at Dortmund, not- so...
0: Yeah, so it's it's not like he's a 27-year-old who's only made seven. Then you'd be seriously concerned. But 21, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see how he fits in because he's not going to be playing... I can't imagine he's going to be playing um, ahead of Hayden yet.
2: Yeah, I, I'd imagine he'd be on the bench for the next game, but who knows? It's, he's one of those players who...
1: I mean, we've all looked at a YouTube compilation of him, haven't we? Yeah. He looked quite Mm -hmm. good. But then I remember watching a YouTube compilation of Emmanuel Riviere where I thought he looked quite good. That's what YouTube compilations are. But at the moment, I'm basing my opinion of Marino on, one, that beautiful, silky pass. Two, the fact that Dortmund thought he was good enough to sign. Yeah. And uh, three, the fact that that... Sky Sports bloke who does all the La
2: Liga, Guillaume
1: Balaguer. That guy reckoned he was potentially another sort of Alonso type player. When he said Alonso, not the Formula One driver. I don't think he meant the Formula One (laughs) driver. So um, it's enough. It's enough to get a semi over.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we're all a bit. He's an exciting signing. My worry with our signings generally, if you look at last season we bought specifically what it seems you need for the championship we got proven yeah. players in that league who we knew would be perfect for what we're doing and i thought going into this season we would be buying some premier league experience that doesn't seem to be the no, case we
1: seem to be buying players who could
2: who could be a kabea or a mm. tovan and that can work like you look at watford it's pretty much what they do every close season and it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. So let's let's um,
1: go through the signings. Uh, the defender, Lejeune. Florian Lejeune. 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 Yeah. So let's be honest, none of us have seen him play, but he's in all our starting eleven.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think um, one of the reasons why I'm more excited about Lejeune uh, rather than like Marino or any of the others, is because when when it was announced that he was signing for us, you do what you, what everybody does and you you fly around the internet trying to find reports about him and, and and things. And one of the it was on Twitter where somebody was speaking about him saying, um, I, I think it was like a year ago, to, uh, like mid-season maybe where um, uh, Ibar were doing quite well defensively against the big sides and uh one of the um one of the journalists wrote a piece about him and it was basically saying that while Ibar aren't a great side, uh Lejeune's always stood out. He always does well against the big sides and he'd be a perfect fit for the Premier League and they were talking about him in quite glowing glowing terms. Um in the short, you know, in the few games that I've watched pre-season, he, he looked very classy and he I mean he's been picked every time by Rafa and um looks like he bizarrely it looks like it's going to be Lejeune and Mbemba together which I wasn't expecting I thought Mbemba would still be down the pecking order I would have
2: thought Lejeune and Clark looks like the
0: starting yeah I would have thought that but um,
2: I I mean I I still think that isn't isn't that going to be who's starting for us we'll get into I don't know if you
1: remember when I was going through the lineup for this (laughs) the running order for this fucking show
0: (laughs) we'll do that later
1: but we'll do that later Um, Um,
0: obviously the other signing we made is well uh, Manquillo who we spoke about briefly that he looks he looks okay but I don't think a lot of is expected of him and I think I agree with Paul I think it'll be him and Yedlin swapping places quite a bit one Um, question that
2: comes out of that is what if any is the role of Gamers now
0: I don't think he's going to be on a lot of money. I think think he's on 35 grand or
2: something. I was looking at this earlier. Yeah, there's... Yeah, uh, yeah, 35 grand Gamers a week.
0: It could just be that we can't shift him at the minute. Yeah. It's understandable. Um, I mean, we're struggling to shift Grant Hanley, which I'm surprised at because...
2: Yeah, he was, I, I reckon by the end of the transfer up. window, a championship club... He's on thirty grand as well, Hanley, so he's not... Yeah. We do seem to suddenly have a surplus of full-backs. For the first time in a heck of a long time.
0: Well, we've a surplus of right-backs. Yeah. We've, all, like, we've still only got um, Haidara, who... Um, did I see this right, that he'd been offered to a, a Turkish club, I think... And is that the, or Lazari Hydara ah. and um but he couldn't agree terms with them um so like he doesn't it doesn't look like Rafa fancies Hydara, certainly doesn't look like he fancies Lazar. No.
2: He's
0: not featured, which it's got to go down as a pretty disappointing uh disappointing it's very um, transfer. the
2: whole Lazar thing. But we do like five have 5 million quid we played from. But I think all our right backs can play left backs. I think there's, there's an element of depth there that not, doesn't necessarily look like it's there on paper. If we did get rid mm. of Haidara and Lazar.
0: So
1: yeah,
2: in terms of the proper first team signings,
1: that's it, right? We've covered them.
0: Atu, Atu, Lejeune, Manquillo, Marino, Murphy. There you go. Yeah.
1: Atu doesn't really count, but okay, great. And, uh, and we've also made a couple of weirdo little signings from... We, was that O'Connor in the youth team? Yeah, we signed someone from Everton and someone from Arsenal, didn't we? Don't
2: and our main outgoing transfer was Lewis Gibson to Everton for six million. Oh, that's got to... i mean, It's an again, indictment of our youth system and training facilities. Again,
1: none of us has seen him play, this Lewis Gibson. But he's no. obviously... Uh, highly regarded mm. by other Premier yeah. League clubs, most of all Everton, but- which makes you suddenly feel that
2: even yeah. if he's rubbish, it's just the sort of the indicator that we're that far behind Everton and other
0: well, other clubs that have see, decent I, use systems.
1: If we if he'd had a few games for us, he might have had an incentive to stay there.
0: But then I've seen I've seen quite a few people bemoaning uh bemoaning the fact that Lewis Gibson's gone but He's 17 years old. He's never made a, an appearance. He might be brilliant, and he might go on to have a great career and all the rest of it. But right now, we we're better we're better off with six million quid in the bank than we are with a 17 year old defender because he's not going to feature this season. He's probably not, well. He's, I'd be amazed if he was was going to feature for Everton. Um So six million quid now. It, like if we do go on and sign people, it. it lewis gibson might have um might pay towards the the loan fee for machu bitch or whatever like we don't know and i'd much rather have the money now i know it sucks because i, I want to see young geordie lads coming through the the books and stuff but we're not in a position right now to it's too risky just if, if somebody comes i think it's
2: to more the us, annoying thing is we need to sell players and he's well, we couldn't really avoid getting rid of him because it would have gone to a tribunal otherwise. I think the only yeah. reason we sold him for that amount is then we get a sell-on fee rather than letting a tribunal come up with the figure. But it's it's yeah. not so much selling him that's the problem, it's the fact that it's the obvious choice for a homegrown player to leave us for a different Premier League club because of how far ahead the opportunities and the facilities yeah. are at that club. But I agree, it's not it's not the priority for Newcastle at the moment to sort the youth system out even though Benitez is doing stuff towards that yeah it's not our biggest fish right now it's not my fucking problem no. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: I guess we'll have a little break now and um, I'm going to have a couple of cans <laughs> and uh, and a little livener a little livener, little livener. and uh, then we'll be back with some more Natter Chat The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks Hello,
2: welcome back to Natter Chat (laughs) Diane, you're of three or you're on line one (laughs) Diane, you
1: you had something
2: to say about uh, the Southern Council I just think, right, I've got four bins. Why are they full? Ask me that.
1: Uh, yeah. So, uh,
2: <laughs> so we've been through the
1: new signings. There's, I mean, it feels boring to talk about potential outgoings. We all know who they are. There's so, uh, all the, there's, there's so many. There's, it's been more interesting to talk about the new signings. Which of the new signings will we be talking about next year in terms of Oh, is he
2: still playing for us? I think you forget <laughs> how much dead wood this squad has. Can I run... Because th- I've yeah. got a yeah. little list on my phone of players who I think we should potentially try and get rid of or will try and... Tim Krull, you sort of forget, is still with yeah. us. Still on 40 grand do, a week. I'll just very quickly say I feel like Tim
1: Krull should still be our first choice goalkeeper. Yeah,
2: keeper. he's our best goalkeeper. But, but he's obviously I don't not fancy it's over. Okay, carry on. Darlow, I think they're trying to get rid of. Yeah. Gamez. Lazar, yeah. Mbemba, who I think will probably <clears> stay, <throat> Hanley, Colbach, Yeah. It's hard to see a place for Jack Colback in the team at the moment, apart from cover. Saive still here. Then you've got De Jong, Riviere, and arguably Mitrovic who I think will stay, but only out of our lack of A, ability to sell players, and B, ability to buy players. Hang on, I'm just looking through the list, and um, Daniel Cordoni's still on our books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you've omitted Modi, because Yeah, if, 45 if grand a week. De Jong, if I keep keeping De Jong and Perez, and we've got players like Richie, Murphy... Um, who could arguably do a job in that hole? Mm. Um, like I don't, I don't see what Mo Diame really adds to us. I would only he want to keep.
1: Play. I would only want to get rid of Diarmi if, if we had a replacement. Well, the interesting thing with Diarmi is you can't call De Jong a replacement for Diarmi because Jong is not. The, well, the thing with D'Arme D'Arme, though, footballer.
2: Benitez has been playing him in that defensive midfield role in pre-season. Yeah. He's not playing as a number ten. So our no- number 10 for me is the most pressing position, even though we clearly need a striker. So I think Perez can play as an out-and-out striker. But our number 10 options, really, are Di Arme, who Benitez, I don't think he's going to play there much, Perez and De Jong. And as yeah. much as I like I- De Jong, I don't think he's necessarily
1: there. And here I'm going to be a delusional Newcastle United fan, and I appreciate that we're not going to sign him. But was there a moment when you heard that Ross Barkley was available that you thought, oh,
2: in days of yore, we would have gone for that's
1: him? That's the thing. It says so much Spurs- about what the sort of club we are now. And, it, and I sort of think, oh, maybe that's good that we've moved on from that era where we would be in going for a player like that, a player who will be way overpriced and probably a disappointment wherever he goes. But at the same yeah. time, we're now a club... That goes down every couple of years. So,
2: but you look it, at his I mean, wage demands, and even Spurs won't pay years. it. Yeah. Say that again, Paul. Even Spurs won't pay his wage demands. No and then I runners up. No, he's league. going to be
1: vastly over. It's a ridiculous
2: case, but I, I know what you mean. There's been a few players where you think, like Ian Acho to Leicester. You sort of think, why aren't we all over that? That's exactly that's a, what we need. That's a better example. Yeah. Of,
0: yeah. The one that gets me is uh, and I don't know if we want to move on to the players that we've been linked with that where the link is still open, but Go for uh, it. Lucas Perez from Arsenal yeah. he's handed in a transfer request, and we 13 were unhappy million about, as well I mean which is nothing. exactly like it is in in the scheme of things, thirteen million it's totally worth it to take a punt on someone like Lucas Perez well Rafas
1: being quite blatant about the fact that he likes him, so yeah there's yeah that. He will be. If Rafa does leave, then I think that Lucas, the the Lucas Perez debacle, could be something that could be cited as something that led to it. Mm. If it's being pernickety about the odd million here or there, you have to accept yeah. the are the market as it is. And yes, you could have Mike Ashley say we're not paying fifty million for Ross Barkley, Barkley plus mm, three
2: hundred grand a week, but Lucas Perez. But as well, I mean, you can't keep punishing the current manager for the high-wage bill of the previous one and expect that and, to be okay. You can't just go, well, we've got all these players on high wages that we're unable to loan off anywhere. Like We just have to start taking the hit. But that's the kind, kind of... like therefore- career used to be. He'd end up having his wages subsidised by whoever owned him while he was at a different but club. But he or,
1: was proven at some stage, yeah. wasn't he? And the high wages that we've got left over at our club are kind of Mike What well, Ashley's fault as yeah. well, because it's it's down to a policy of buying risks. Buying risks. Yeah. Players at what were what seemed like cheap prices at the time. So
0: I mean And you also like with to simplify to the, to it's bare bones, you have to pay the market Right? Yeah. Uh, there's no point trying to, like, root around and find a Premier League-proven striker who'll get you 15 goals a season for under 15 million quid. Because mm. they're just not... I, I go back to it, but Gilfie Sigurdsson, great player, I think he's, you know, top, top class. But 50 million? I mean, that's He's probably worth Burnley. that to
2: Swansea because he almost single-handedly kept them up. Yeah. But to another but team, he's not...
0: No, he's not going. He's not going to make. Um, he's not going to make Everton into a title chasing side. And all the money that they've spent on the Lukaku transfer, like that they've received from the Lukaku transfer, all that money that they've spent, like they're still not. They're still not as good as Man City, Man U, Chelsea. Mm. Arguably not as good as like Liverpool. Certainly not as good as Spurs. But I think you so, have other like,
2: deals like Bournemouth paying. Was it twenty million for Nathan Ake? Who's or Ake? Ake. Who's a yeah. defender, and you just think that is the going right now in a way, like we can't and, just and we can't just fair, pretend everyone's wasting money but
1: our income as a club is far bigger, just by virtue of being in the Premier League, our income is way bigger than we paid than when we were paying mm.
2: seventeen million for Michael Owen or whatever yeah, and in and the championship fair, the, the, you have uh, middlesbrough spending more on players than we are this summer and they're in the championship. But I, th- I do think our lack of spending isn't down to the transfer fees. It's all down to the wage bill because we're just such a, yeah. an inflated squad. But the players we need to get rid of should have been gone months ago.
1: Okay, so uh, we're going to have to rattle on. Why don't we go through each of us? Let's try and work out what is our, assuming everyone is fit... What is our starting line up for the next game, and, Should and we
2: agree four two three one as a as a formation because that seems to be all Benitez, yeah, like fine, fine
1: fine, if it has to be that then yes, okay so i'm I'm gonna go from the goalkeeper forwards. mm-hmm uh who's your keeper this season, Dave
0: I think for the first game of the season it'll be Rob Elliot, okay. yeah. Agreed.
1: And uh, this is not a. Just to clarify, this is not a prediction. This is what you would uh, personally right. choose.
0: Okay, Rob Elliot.
1: I'll go Rob Elliot on, on the assumption that, and the correct assumption that Tim Cruel is not. Yeah. In the. Mix.
2: I don't think I don't think Tim Cruel's a worse goalkeeper than Rob Elliot, but I don't think Tim Cruel's going to be a Newcastle player much longer. No. Okay. So uh,
1: right back. He's not, I'll Uh, I'll say right now, uh, he's not going to be available for the the Spurs game, but my right back for the season, my first choice right back would be De'Andre Yedlin.
2: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Mankio from pre-season, which isn't much of a barometer, does look decent cover though. I think Yedlin Yedlin might be our
1: next uh, Sissoko big transfer fee. Well, well, we always fact, yeah. we
2: seem to always make good money on right backs as well, whether it's Debushi or Yanmat. <laughs> uh, we He's seem just, to find them and it, sell them on.
1: <laughs> I'm a bit worried that his latest injury is hamstring. Yeah, but he is yeah. a quick player, and everyone we're not going to rush him back, right back. either. So. Left back, yeah. your left back for the season. It's going to be it. I would go it as well, yeah. Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't coming. be, but it is.
1: I think
2: Dummett's all right. He's I like, don't mind he's, him. He's like an he's, Aaron Hughes. He's,
0: yeah, he's all right, but he's not... Like, I wanted to sign a decent left-back.
2: Dummett in the Championship, so. I think, compared to the Premier League. If you think how we're going to be lining up most of the time, we're going to be a counter-attacking team. So we're just yeah. going to have to be quite tight and disciplined at the back. And I think yeah. Dummett's quite... He's pretty well suited to that. I don't think it's a bad thing to have him... I know what you mean. It'd be nice to have a a roaming left back for
0: once. Oh, just just better. Like, yeah. Just better defensively. Even if it was somebody who was uh not attacking but just a really good defensive left back, I'd be I'd be happier with that cuz he offers not not a lot going forward and he is still prone to being a bit clumsy in the tackle and taking up a bad position. So, he's, he's not a good left-back by any stretch of the imagination. He does at so. least have but he competition. But the best one we've got. We've,
2: we've got will. Haidar and Lazar.
1: We're, all agreed. <laughs> well, we're all agreed so far. Yeah. What I've seen yeah. of Lazar I really liked, but I'm, I yield to Rafa's better knowledge. Um, so, central defence, I guess it gets slightly interesting. Who who are your two central defeats? Defenders, Paul Dillon
2: I would go personally Lejeune and Clark, but it's between Clark and Lascelles for the second one.
1: So we're just assuming Lejeune, who we've not seen play football.
2: Uh, From this is mainly from what you read about. He's the only one of our centre backs who seems to be a decent ball playing defender. I do like to have that mixture. I'd go Clark purely because he's a left-footer. It's nice to have a left-footer on the left. And, a and he had,
1: right had a really good like. season last yeah. year.
2: Dave?
0: Yeah, for all I'd like it to be Mbemba, um, because I like him. I think he's a big, strong, um, quick, powerful defender. I think Clark's got a bit of... He's a bit more mature uh, at the back, and I think it'll be Clark and Lejeune at the back. Um Going See, forward, it's which means... Remember, it's not what our, you
1: predict, it's what you want, Dave. Uh,
0: Fine, Clark, because of his maturity, and I think we're going to be under the cosh a lot more.
2: I think Clark, Clark as well, seems our best defender in the box at corners and set pieces, and they're, yeah. they're going to be a lot of our goals this season.
0: I agree. I Which, wanted, interestingly... Sorry.
1: I wanted... I like the idea of Mbemba, but when he did come back into the side at the end of the year, uh, last season I, I wasn't impressed mm. and um, uh, Lejeune I'm happy to project onto him that he's a brilliant defender and <laughs> um, but it does leave me wondering about Lascelles, who I'm afraid I, I really don't rate as a top defender yeah. but it does leave me wondering about well is he still our club captain He He is for the moment, yeah. He is for the moment, and but if he's not, I would imagine he's going to be with us for now. But if he's still our captain and he's not sure, but if he's not, uh, will he end up moving on? If he's someone who's like meant to be captain, but he's not in the first team,
2: maybe. I mean, Benitez tends to have a bit more rotation than most. Other managers yeah, as well, true. so he'll he'll get games. That is true.
0: Okay, so. and also it means that um just very very quickly that uh we don't really have a lot of leaders in the dressing room. So, like outside of Lascelles, you know, we've got um Clark, maybe, maybe, but so Lascelles is I, basically I a, in there
1: as like a consultant,
0: a cheerleader. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but all agreed so far. So we're going. Uh four, two, three, one. So we're doing mm-hmm. the two. The two. Okay, so one of them is the two. One of them's Shelvy, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're agreed on that. So who's your second
2: one there? I'm gonna purely on potential, say Marino But eventually. I think it will be Hayden, but and I do like Isaac Hayden. I think he's come a long way. But I think the potential that seems to be there in Marino so is what, more exciting. So we're saying we're going to start
1: with Hayden, but we're hopeful that Marino will um,
2: yeah. take over that role. I mean, again, it, they the three of them will more than likely be rotated for the two. He's the next
1: Alonso. That's what I <laughs> I'm just talking about. You know, when we're in the FA Cup final this season, what will be the team? You know, that's what we're asking, <laughs> Dave.
0: Uh, I want it to be uh Hayden and Shelby.
1: You want it to be Hayden and Shelby. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean okay, I need to decide and I'm going to agree with Dave.
2: I think it's the right choice. Okay. So the uh Very few mentions of Colbach and Saive so far. Unfortunately <laughs> not unfortunately not. So uh the three on the right, surely, Matt Ritchie. Yeah, I would go with that, Dave.
0: Uh, Murphy.
1: So hang on, is is so the next question is is Ritchie in your three?
0: Yes. Is he on the left?
1: Or is, he on no. is he on number ten? Is he on number ten?
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. I like that idea a lot.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. So, we'll talk us through. Your st- just is Perez not in, in your lineup then,
0: Dave? No, no, he's a, a substitute if he wants to be. Um, so I'd have uh, Murphy on the right, Richie in the centre, and I would have Atsu or Aaron's rotating, but Atsu on the left, and Perez can be on the Steph bench. I've
1: never really seen Atsu play on the left. He's always on the right when I see him play. He's been
2: on the left no. in pre-season most of the time, I okay. think.
0: Yeah. He played a few games on the left for in the the championship because when he could get when um, Gufran wasn't playing, Atsu was first choice on the left. He's right. left footed, isn't All he? right, I'm, but, full yeah. I'm full of shit.
2: Then I'm full of shit.
0: I would go. I'd go
2: Murphy on the left because he seems equally comfortable down there as well, and Richie on the right, and Perez at ten. Not Sandion. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <gasps> well, I'd like to, but I, he needs to start giving something back before. <laughs>
1: been good in pre-season Paul yeah but he always is see there's not much height there is there in that
0: in that
2: 3-1 no I think we're all quite cold on Modiame. yeah he's not I mean
0: he's older than CM de Jong is he Jeez. yeah CM de
1: Jong was born in 1989 I noticed today which is
2: and DiAme seems to come out in the local press every four months just to say, I'm having the worst season ever. As though that makes yeah. it better somehow.
0: So, no, I think we need to get shot of him as soon yeah. as possible. So I, I should
1: probably, for uh, Fergus Craig fans out there who were wondering, I should probably make sure I nail down what my 3 1 is. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Richie on the right, Atto on the left, Atto's got to be in it for me. And I guess I'm going Perez.
2: Ah, Murphy on
1: the bench. But I'm hopeful about, I'm slightly, I'm I'm buying into this De Jong thing a little bit now. I'm hopeful about (laughs) De Jong. I'm certainly hopeful about Murphy in the rotation, but I'm I'm talking about who's in our FA Cup final. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think De Jong as well, depends on who's playing in front of him. If it's Mitrovic, then there's no point. Sure. because there's no movement there at but all but it's not going to be Mitrovic is it
1: because no. on the basis of who we have right now who was our uh, our striker it's going to be surely should we all say it 1, two, three.
0: Two, three. Le- Les- and-
1: <laughs>
2: Right, 3 Lesbierne right Gleigale Mitrovic you go Mitrovic?
0: Yeah, I really would. But I'm not being I'm hang not on very but... <laughs> Yeah.
1: Mitrovic. It, over yeah. so hang on, you've like so Dwight Gale is he's not in your side and you're going for Mitrovic. No.
0: Well, he'd be in my side if I was allowed to play a different formation, but we're playing four two three one, so I can't. Oh. What about you come the fact like, that Rafa
2: the- clearly doesn't want him in the team and would sell him like a Yeah, but shot. it's not Rafa's yeah. team, Paul. But hang this is second. what Dave exactly. wants.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I want Mitrovic in there because I think the lad will score goals and he'll because we're going to be playing a counter-attack in style, we need that outlet and uh, the balls that are going to be... Like, uh, launched up there when we're under the cosh, it needs to stick. And it doesn't stick as well with Gale, although he is more prolific. I think we won't have the chances that we did in the, the championship. And I think we will benefit from having someone big and strong up front. Would I'd much, much prefer to have uh, somebody who was better. So, like, a Lucas Perez or, a, mm-hmm. I've said him before, a Pachui from Chelsea. Um but Could I, I yeah, put I, another I'd
2: name like in there for that dream forward signing who seems to be available for not very much? Although sure. his, his wages will be mental, but Wilfred Boney at Man City. It mm. seems to be available for £10 million or less. I'd
1: say great. And apparently Lowit yeah, Remy yeah, would that, be available that. as well. Yeah. Lowick oh Remy. God,
0: We always get linked with him.
1: Well, fair enough. He's a goal scorer. Now, uh, we're going to have to rattle on... Um, and finish up, but well, we will we will be doing uh, a new thing this season, uh, apparently, uh, which is an extra pod uh, in which we uh, preview the uh, the the next game. Uh, so we'll be doing a, a separate pod in which we preview the Spurs game. But before we do that, I feel like we should very briefly mention Chetioté. Uh Yeah who sadly passed away this summer uh, which came as a bit of a shock um, we won't do a, like a full obituary or anything That's, I'm sure those are available in far more reputable places I but don't he, think we're the people yeah. for it no, no we're not, definitely not on the four pint pod but <laughs> he is someone, it's fair to say who did make an impact at Newcastle didn't oh, yeah. He?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of the... I mean, those uh, with himself and Kabai in the centre was one of the best, most balanced central midfield partnerships I've seen at Newcastle. He, when he was in form, he was arguably one of the best defensive midfielders in the country. I think
1: and in that that season, when we finished fifth...
0: 2012,
1: 11-12. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think him and Kabai together, it would be hard to think of another central midfield partnership that season in the Premier League who I would have wanted to replace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a perfect partnership. Neither could do what the other was good at, but they perfectly covered each other's faults. Yeah. And Weirdly, it always- was the only time our board seemed to have shown ambition where they could have sold him that summer, but they decided to keep him and see where we could go from there. I think yeah. he is the last. He was the last remnant of any ambition from our board. Well, I think he was
1: considered <laughs> that ambition might have been in considering that he was going to keep rising in value. Yeah, I think there was a moment where people thought he might be maybe Vieira isn't the right reference but Bacalhau maybe. Yeah, like a, a world 11 yeah. defensive midfielder. There was really a moment there where it looked like he might be that. Um, but it was nice for us to believe it as well I do remember many times on many natters having a conversation about what we needed in midfield and I remember we kept on going back to is what we need is 2012 Cetioto yeah yeah Um, but uh, and
0: he'll forever live in my memory for, for two games one is the um, obviously the the Arsenal the four four because yeah. not only the the the, um, the equalising goal but he covered every blade of grass in that game. He was an absolute monster in the second half. It was glorious. And the other one was uh, game against Man U, where he he pocketed each and every one of their um, their midfield. He was on those two occasions. That's when yeah, that's when I thought, God, this kid's got. You know, massive future ahead of him, and it's, uh, it's a real shame. I well, an yeah.
2: honourable mention for the Man City disallowed goal as well. It's got yeah. to yeah. better as than the Arsenal it. goal. Yeah, yeah, the, the Arsenal
1: goal I always thought was a bit overrated, but I saw it again the other day, and it was like, mm, no, that was really, really good goal. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, um, we'll finish up this uh, natter right now, but don't forget to look out for it in a couple of days. Our uh, preview of the Spurs game. In the meantime, thank you, Dave Watson.
0: Thanks, Fergus.
1: And thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. My name is Fergus Craig. Goodbye.
0: This is a Playback Media production.
1: To listen to all our football podcasts, visit PlaybackMedia.co.uk.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.